welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse chums meet up, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Mike, I'm drinking something a little bit different, it's a Yeasty Boys Dream Sequence, which claims to be an American brown ale, uh, and I've not opened it yet, so I'm going to crack it open. There we go. That's quite nice, actually. It's really, really malty and chocolatey. Um, it's kind of um, half ale, half stout is the taste. It was very tasty. And joining me today, we have... I'm Jamie, and I'm drinking a delicious golden honey ale called Honey Fair. Mm. Mm. I've had that before. It's really nice. It is wonderful. Any any honey beers are right up my street. And I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and this week I'm drinking a pint of Guinness. It's very nice. Uh, and I'm Dom, and I'm drinking a gin and apple juice. Ooh. Do they go together? Yes, very nicely. Hmm, that sounds really refreshing. Yeah, it is. You can uh, really make it fancy as well. If you do sort of two parts apple juice, one part ginger ale, then chuck some um, some mint and cucumber in there as well. And gin, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> when you said two parts um, apple juice and one part, I genuinely thought it was going to be and one part gin. I was like, wow, that doesn't sound exciting. <laughs> that sounds delicious. That sounds like a, a pie. Drinkable pie. Not quite as starchy. <laughs> would have a definite soggy bottom. <laughs> oh, boom, boom. <laughs> so, what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's an escape room, but stretching across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links into the next, in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. One of us will present a part of the Infinite Escape Room while the others try and solve it. And if we don't escape within 30 minutes then we'll lose, and rubbish, bum-tickly stuff will happen to us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit, which this week... Um, Jamie, what's our deposit? It will be my sense of self-worth. Ouch. There's not much to begin with, so we're okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think it's very valuable, so I encourage you not to break anything and lose Jamie's very valuable sense of self-worth. Last time, you found yourselves backstage with Cosmo Death. Nope, I've not even done the... Are we ready, folks? Aye, aye, Captain. (laughs) Are you ready? He came out as gay this Pride Month, didn't he, Spongebob? Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. No, genuinely. Nickelodeon declared... uh, Gave him a coming out. Like, this this Pride, he's he's an ally now, yeah. Oh, wow. Not really on topic. Sorry, let's... (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Fuck the podcast. This needs... What? Yeah, I mean, he's always been gay-coded, isn't he? So it makes sense that, um, you know, positive role model and all that. Who wouldn't want to be, like, Spongebob? I just, I guess I just can't imagine him sort of, you know... Just having a relationship. Yeah, that just feels weird. I don't know why. He's a sponge. <laughs> yeah, don't they, like, reproduce by splitting themselves in half? Am I getting Hold that Hold on, way? what do you mean by they now? Are we talking about sponges or...? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly onwards. <laughs> Oh shit! Are we ready? <laughs> oh, there we go. Yes. So, are you ready, folks? Yes. Aye, aye, Cap. I'm standing by. <laughs> <laughs> then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time you found yourselves backstage at Cosmo Death, and then got blasted off the stage by a mighty power cord, surfing away on the hands of adoring fans into the distance. You surf on this sea of hands for what seems like a long time, with no end in sight to the rapturous faces looking up at you and screaming as they grope and slap you onwards. The motion is as comforting as it is invasive, and gradually you find yourself drifting off to sleep. 
you awake to find yourself still moving, but in pitch dark now. Unseeing hands urging you on your merry way. Rapidly approaching are two tiny bright circles of light which grow to engulf you. The three of you are ejected through each circle in turn to find yourselves on thin strips of finely polished wooden floor. Looking back at the holes from whence you came, you see little hands disappearing into circular ducts a foot or so across. How you ever fitted through them yourselves is a mystery. Looking around you, you find yourselves in a large indoor space, smelling slightly of feet and spilled fizzy pop, floored in lines of pristine, polished wood, and with pictures of balls absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. Could you be in a laminate showroom, or a very well-appointed genital maintenance clinic? No, you're in a bowling alley, the nation's church of fun and convivial competition. At your feet, you find little polo shirts with Merv's bowling stitched into the breast. Is there one for each of us? There is, you know. Can I put on the one that looks the most my size? Absolutely. You put on a one-size-fits-all medium to large, uh, and, and it fits. Would anybody else like to put theirs on? Oh, definitely. You know I do. Okay, so all three of you uh, don your uniforms. Uh, as you don these polo shirts, you feel the essence of a bowling employee bleeding through the fabric and into your flesh. A new sense of purpose infuses you. <laughs> you know that you must open this bowling establishment within the next 30 minutes, or your salaries will be docked with such fury that you'll fall within the income tax exempt threshold for the next three financial years. <laughs> no! <laughs> Looking around, you can see the front door to the bowling alley, the bowling shoe desk, the food hatch on the far wall, the wall of fame, and of course, the lanes themselves. There's two of them. What would you like to do? I yeah. need to get some bowling shoes. That's the best bit of bowling. Okay, let's head over to the bowling shoes. Oh shit, also, your time starts now. There were, there's the front door, shoes, the lanes, and... There's the food hall and the hall of fame. Uh-huh. Or food hatch, sorry. Okay, so um, you trot across to the bowling shoe desk. It's a, a short table, the underside of which is filled with bowling shoes of varying sizes. Uh, behind the desk, uh, on, on the employee side, is a little sad-looking robot. It's Malleable Merv, your occasional transitional companion. Hey, Merv. He waggles his little arm, his little metal arm, <laughs> sadly back at you. <laughs> he's a successful business owner, though, if he he's, owns the uh, the bowling alley. Yeah, I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, I guess he's doing okay for a, for a robot. Yeah, especially one that was bleeding out last time we saw him. <laughs> Oh, that means he's got a grudge against us now. <laughs> the last time I saw you, you left me to die. I um, for the, for the longest time, I wanted a pair of bowling shoes, uh, just as a pair of normal shoes, because I thought they look awesome. I think they look awesome. Yeah, my friend years ago actually got a pair. I think he just didn't swap his his old shoes back out and just left wearing them. The perfect but then kind. He, he thought they looked fantastic, and then immediately went to Berlin in the winter and spent eighty percent of the holiday uh, falling over. <laughs> I was going to say, like, there's zero grip, is there? Yeah. So, like, you would just... That's half the fun. It's the thrill of danger. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, is there anything uh, special about Merv? Anything notable? Well, I mean, he looks... He said he was bleeding out last time. He is actually in a very sorry state. Um, a little gauge on his chest shows that his oil level is dangerously low. And he's waggling his little metal tube arms weakly. A little dot matrix printer in his chest spits out a piece of paper that reads, Will I Dream? Uh, I take off my shoes and put them on the counter. <laughs> okay. Cutting straight to the chase. <laughs> Are you wearing socks? 
Yeah, I'm wearing walking socks. Okay, you're now in nice thick socks on the uh, on the floor. Oh, so he's not doing his job. Oh, don't you have to tell him what size? Well, I, I mean, they're in the shoes, but yeah, I, I'll tell him my shoe size, which in this fancy land is uh, 19. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, Merv waggles his little arms, but doesn't doesn't do anything to do with the shoes. Oh, all right. Does Dom okay. also have a red nose and like face paint on? <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> Okay. Um, can, can we see the shoes, or are they only accessible from the staff side? You can absolutely see the shoes, and let's be fair, Merv's not exactly strong enough to stop you if you wanted to. So you have a look at the shoes uh, in the racks, and the shoes are uh, all the sizes you could uh, you could possibly want, um, and they all have the shoe size on the inside sole. But the side of each right shoe has uh, random numbers on them from one to four. How odd! How many shoes are we talking about? Uh, there's. <laughs> Hundreds of shoes under there. Hmm. So the shoe size is on the inside, but on the side of the right-hand shoe, right foot shoe, um, there's a random number. That's correct. Between one uh, and four. It was zero to nine, did you say? Um, so actually taking a look, you can see that the random numbers go from one to four. Ah. No lower than one, no higher than four. Although the shoe sizes range from all the shoe sizes. <laughs> Even size 19. Especially size 19. They've got um, twenty. <laughs> Got 20 pairs of size 19s, just in case a horde of giants wander through. <laughs> oh, it's quitting time at the Clown College. <laughs> it will come in a mini. <laughs> yeah, the, the entire college in one car. <laughs> Saves on petrol. <laughs> oh. Okay, so do you think we need to get some oil for our poor friend Merv from somewhere? Maybe maybe the food hatch. Maybe we can uh, substitute sort of engine oil for, like, chip fat. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add insult to injury, we're going to give Merv third-degree burns. <laughs> uh, can we have a look at the food hatch, please? Sure. You trot over to the food hatch. Um, it's uh, sort of a big hatch in the wall uh, that sits below an illuminated sign showing stock photos of scrumptious fried food uh, and looks through to a little kitchen which appears to be mostly deep-fat fryers. Uh, on the counter is a book entitled How to Score at Bowling. Could we have a quick thumb through it to see if anything jumps out at us? Yeah, sure. So um, it's actually mostly how to pick people up while scoring. So there's lots of bad jokes yeah. in there about getting your finger in the hole and all sorts, um, <laughs> and to really sort of waggle your ass when you're, when you're doing a, uh, a bowl. Um, but eventually it gets to um, the, the scoring method. Would you like me to read it out? Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, please. Okay, so it reads, In traditional scoring, one point is scored for each pin that is knocked over. And when less than all ten pins are knocked down in two rolls in a frame, an open frame, the frame is scored with the total number of pins knocked down. However, when all ten pins are knocked down with either the first or second rolls of a frame, bonus pins are awarded as follows. Strike. When all ten pins are knocked down on the first roll, the frame receives ten pins plus a bonus of pinfall on the next two rolls. Not necessarily the next two frames. Okay. I'm going to pop that into the Discord, just so you've got... Oh, God. Got, Thank just you so, so you don't have to write it all down. <laughs> As you can see, this has been copied and pasted off of Wikipedia. <laughs> I thought the 29 was important. <laughs> first clue, gents. <laughs> Citation needed. <laughs> Um, and, uh, sorry, so, uh, is a strike sort of the only non-normal scoring, or are there more? Well, funnily enough, after that bit of the rules, it just goes back to dirty jokes about balls. 
As opposed to the clean jokes about bowls. (laughs) As opposed to all three of those, yes, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If we wanted to get into the kitchen, would would it seem possible? Absolutely, yeah. You can uh, you can clamber through the hatch and into the body of the kitchen. Uh, can we have a sort of a quick look around? Yep, sure thing. Uh, so you can see that there's uh, basically just deep fat fryers and a fridge which would probably contain things that go in deep fat fryers. That's basically it. I think it's all that people order. <laughs> Are there any containers or mm. uh, bottles or something that we can use to fill with chip fat? Um, so you can see that there's a uh, an empty fat trap underneath each of the fries. And uh, would you like to take a look at them? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, so looking at the fries, you can see that the oil's probably not been changed ever. Uh, and it's very dark and filled with little bits of blackened breadcrumb and chicken and chips and all sorts. Mm. Um, but there is a little chute that you can pull out to dump the, the oil into the traps. Should we dump some oil? I think we should. Okay, you dump oil. You have... Uh, Oil glugs through the little hole in the bottom into the trap, which can be removed. It's like a it's like a little metal bucket, um, but full of slightly warm, hideous used fat. I used to I used to empty these once a night when I when I worked in the kitchen. It's the worst. It's the worst job. <laughs> <laughs> I take a long inhale of the chip fat mix. I think it's a, a long a long drink. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my face. <laughs> Jamie gains two pounds. Dom <laughs> gains two stone. <laughs> uh, I guess should we take this uh, this this grease back to uh, back to Merv and see if we can uh, insert it somehow. It's filling full of chip fat. Let's do it. Yeah, sure thing. So you, you take your uh, your trap bucket thing uh, of chip fat uh, back across to Merv. Um, you do notice looking at him, there's a little oil hole or an oil fist uh, on the top of his head. <laughs> Let's pour that sucker into the oilifice. Okay, so you fill up his oilifice and a little gauge on his <laughs> on his chest tweaks round to full. And he waggles his arms around happily and perks up. Well done. Merv's very pleased with you. Although you did notice when you were pouring in that there were bits of chip and chicken and things going there. But that's that's a problem for another day. <laughs> um, a new printout buzzes out of his little dot matrix chest, which reads CR equals 9, HS equals 4, WGG equals 13, XVM equals seven. And once more, I'm going to copy this into the Discord for you. I say uh, size 19 shoe. Merv waggles his arms at you excitedly. (laughs) uh, You can't get the staff. (laughs) Oh shit, we're the staff. Yeah, Merv's an owner, not a doer. You can't ask him to do all these basic functions. Why is he he stood behind you? He's just in the wet. I'm going to find myself some bowling shoes and put them on. Yep, sure thing. What size are you done? Don't forget to spray them. Is it possible to do it without uh, ruining anything that might have to do with the the right foot numbers? Uh, absolutely, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, you can put on uh, put on some shoes. What size are you? Nineteen. Um, okay. Uh, you can see that there is a one on your right foot. You've got the nice bowling shoes on. I'll be honest with you, Dom. We've met, and they feel a little loose. <laughs> <laughs> could we uh, could we go and find a a size nine? Uh, sure thing. So you find a pair of size nine shoes. And you can see that they've got the uh, the right pair has the number four on them. If I were to change to size 11s, do they have a different number? <laughs> yeah, they've got um, a number two on the side. Hmm. I'm just wondering, so these numbers that we got uh, from the last printout, do you reckon we should go and find all of those? The shoe sizes. All those size yeah. shoes. So can we go for a, a size four, please? Sure. Uh, you pick up a Sarah, little diddly size four shoes, which look like they're made for a kitten. Um, and you can see that there's a number one on the rightmost shoe. 
And then can we get a size 13 shoe? Sure thing. You get out a nice set of uh, normal size shoes for normal people. Um, <laughs> and you see that there's a number two on the rightmost shoe. And lastly, a number seven, please. Sure thing. So you pick out a uh, uh, pair of number seven size shoes, which are barely any bigger than the size fours, to be honest. How people balance on shoes that small is completely beyond me. And you notice that there is a number three on the rightmost shoe. So that could give us an order. Ah, yes. Uh, four, thirteen, seven, and nine. If we were to put them, yeah, in order. Hmm. Shall we go and have a look at the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. I might link up with those weird acronyms. Okay, so you go over to the Hall of Fame, and you can see that it's uh, photos of famous bowlers. Uh, bowlers is in bowling alley. Bowlers, not cricket bowlers. On a little cork board. Board, sorry, <clears throat> on a little cork board. Uh, someone's, oh, gone to a great, someone's gone to a great deal of effort to make it appear glamorous with shiny frames, but has failed slightly by using the wrong side of kitchen foil to do so. <laughs> Photographs of each of the bowlers have been captured in the act of them making their signature shots. Should you wish to try them yourself, of course. Just can't help thinking that it's the bacon side of the foil that has been left. <laughs> I lick the wall. So the photos and the inscribed nameplates inform you that they are Xander van Magic, uh, World Tempin Bowling Champion of 2017, with his signature spinning death bowl uh, that uses the thumb to add a powerful clockwise spin. Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, using his famous back-of-the-net strike. Uh, the photograph has captured the exact moment his toe bones shatter as they make contact with the ball. Uh, Homer Simpson, uh, who's caught in the act of using a bowling ball ramp with his signature minimal effort strike. And finally, a black and white photograph of W.G. Grace having absconded from a cricket match and, and bowling the ball over arm towards the pins in his signature W.G. Ace move. So the, uh, the picture with Xander on has got a date on there. Do any of the other photographs have a date? Uh, they do not. I'll scribble that out then. And to be fair, there's not actually a date on there. You just recognise him because, of course, who doesn't recognise Xander Van Magic? World Champion Bowling Champion of 2017. However, we've got some signature moves, which maybe we could look up in the uh, How to Score at Bowling. You open up the book and all you see is a centrefold of some balls. <laughs> Wait, no, okay. from the general um, maintenance clinic. What else? So we've, we haven't looked at the front door or the lanes yet. Hmm. Yeah, let's check out the, the front door. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you pop across the front door and you can see that it is currently bound with a set of chains. Uh, the chains are being held closed in the centre of the door with a large golden fist. You can hear a crowd outside the door trying to get in. Hmm. Golden fist. Okay. Uh, could we go and have a look at the lanes, please? Sure thing. Okay, so the lanes are two long lines of polished wood uh, heading down towards where the pins would stand if there were any. There's an, an old CRT TV sitting at the end of each lane along with a keyboard. There's some seats and, and a ball return. The screen on lane one appears to be illuminated. Is there anything on screen one? Uh, yeah, sure. You pop across to lane one and take a look at the screen. Uh, the screen appears to be showing a series of looped images above an input box marked score. The images all appear to overlay the end of a cartoon depiction of a bowling lane. The first one shows all pins knocked down. The That's second one shows seven pins standing. The third one shows four pins standing. The fourth one shows eight pins standing. And the fifth one shows eight pins standing. Uh, so what's the score for a strike again? When all ten pins are knocked down on the first roll, 
receives 10 pins plus a bonus of pin fall on the next two rolls. Right, that's for someone else to work out. But So the others would <laughs> score 3, 6, 2 and 2, right? Because we're not dealing with spares or anything here according to the, to our useful uh, knowledge of, from the book. Yep. So so the, the strike would give you an extra 9 points because it counts for the next two rolls and then you add up the, the, the rolls as normal and after that I would oh, add. I see. So what that would be so it'd be nineteen three six two two. Yeah. So I've probably got the maths terribly wrong, but is that thirty <laughs> two? Uh, I think it's right. Cool. Oh, I think it's thirty two. Thirty two in the input. <laughs> we'll go down together. Uh, can, can we can we get to the input box? Um, Absolutely. There's a little uh, little keyboard. Uh, Next to the little computer, sorry, next to the little CRT screen, you can absolutely uh, get to it. Let's um, input 32 as the score. You input 32 and you hear a nah, nah. Oh, damn. Hmm. I, can, I can tell you that you're very, very, very close on the right lines. Should we try 31? <laughs> <laughs> Let's brute force it. <laughs> uh, well, can we hear how many pins there were again then? Sure. So uh, in the first picture, you see all pins knocked down. Okay. In the second picture, you see seven pins standing. In the third picture, you see four pins standing. In the fourth picture, you see eight pins standing. And in the fifth picture, you see eight pins standing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if it's it's two rolls per frame, so they've got a strike on the first frame... Then they knock down three pins after that. And then that the next one, they only knock down uh, three pins again. And then that starts a oh, new frame. I see. And then they only knock two pins down and they miss the last roll. So, <laughs> 24. Can we try that? Is that your final answer? Why? Does it say we've only got a certain number of tries? I will quickly pause the timer to make sure that I've um, got my maths right. (laughs) (laughs) Maths in escape rooms is one of my bits of kryptonite. I always tend to try it, and I always fail. So (laughs) somebody may want to check that. I... um... Whenever anyone uh, tells me that there's a game and that there are frames, uh, my head automatically sort of shuts down and goes... I'm just going to hit things. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I've, I've never known how bowling was scored until just now. I've always just thrown the thrown the thing down to try and knock down the other things. <laughs> I once got a triple turkey, though, and that I got it to take a pin home. Oh, wow. The uh, the bowling alley that, uh, that we used to go to when I was little, um, all the pins were on strings, um, so you, you wouldn't have been able to take them home. Wait, isn't that fixed? then how can you knock them down if they're so so you can knock them down they they sort of the the strings are slack enough that they will fall but then when they reset they don't sort of bring down some fresh pins uh, all the pins get um sort of pulled up into the sort of the ceiling bit um, and then only the ones that you didn't hit come back down no idea how oh, it works okay. it out oh i got to keep one of the ones that i knocked down apparently i mean they could they might have just had a dirty <laughs> Uh, a dirty bowling pin somewhere in the back room and they just give it up. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie, what was your number? Uh, 24, I got. Okay. I'm going to restart the timer. Would you like to try that in the machine? Yes, let's go for it. Okie dokie. You type in the score 
24, which you've correctly uh, worked out, was the strike, followed by uh, knocking down three pins in the next frame, then another three pins, leaving four standing, and then only hitting two down in the next frame uh, for a total of 24. Uh, the screen switches off, and the lane before you goes dark. You hear a cheery chirp from the second lane next to you, and see the lights and screen on it are now illuminated. Let's have a look at that screen. Okay, uh, you pop across to it, and you can see that this looks a bit more like what you were expecting from Bowling Lane, and it reads, Start Game. Uh, it's going a bit glitchy, though. You can see there's all sorts of weird artefacts and things all over it. Mm. Can we start the game? Sure. Uh, just to say, you've got 10 minutes left on the timer, by the way. Um, yep, you press Start Game. And it asks you to enter your names. Do oh, you sh- think we should go with um, the the names from the Hall of Fame? Yes. yes. Can I be Homer Simpson, please? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you try to type in Homer Simpson, but it appears to be limited to four characters because these things always are. But So you just put in home. <laughs> and then it would be... Oh, what was... Oh, then it's um, W.G. Grace, isn't it? Okay, you put in W.G. Gru. Uh, and then um, old Xavier. Okay, you put in um, Zand, and uh, and and it's now showing you party mode. Yeah slash n. Yeah, always. You press yeah. By the way, the, the names didn't matter at all. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was kind of hoping you guys would try and put your own names in and then run up against the character limit. But then I realised I'm recording with Ben and Dom. You have three letter names. <laughs> it reads Happy Birthday. Um, and what would have been um, uh, Ben, but now just reads home. Um, <clears throat> play the key party game key. Can you key match key up to key the famous key bowlers key? Special shot key. The word key in there just keeps on weirdly appearing in between words. The machine's glitching out something rotten. It's probably very old. Well, I doubt that the word key is in any any way appropriate or relevant to us here. I don't think so. That would be weird. Hmm. And there's only there's only it's only allowed to, us to put three people in. Uh, yes, I mean, as I said, the names are irrelevant. I was kind of hoping uh, to put your own names in. Uh, of course, <laughs> no, I, just uh, I, so I was. My thinking was that we would put in four names, and then we would try and do the uh, the, the trick shots in in hmm. the one, two, three, four order. Order, um, but obviously not. <laughs> A small camera descends from the ceiling and points to the end of the lane closest to you. Do we go up and get our photo taken for each? No, it's just watching. What, oh, was, okay. what was what was the uh, the glitch, glitched out thing again? It was the word key a lot. No, the, the rest of the text, sorry. Play the... Do you want me to tell you without the word key in it? Please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you, you... Selectively reading around the word key, you see it reads, Play the party game. Can you match up to the famous bowlers? Special shots. Okay. Can we press yeah again? <laughs> Is there a, an option to press yeah? Uh, there's uh, no option to press yeah, but you press the yeah on the keyboard anyway. Nothing happens. <laughs> so presumably um, we want to do four different shots um, from each of the, the four famous. So the first one would be Homer Simpson's um, with the with the frame the on the and back of the net. Yep. Yeah, so we'll recreate the Homer Simpson minimal effort shot first. Yeah, where he's using the uh, the the rolly thing. I'll go get the rolly thing. There you go. Okay, you uh, you go and get the little rolly ramp. I had to Google what that was because I couldn't remember what it was called, but that's <laughs> just called a ramp. And uh, a, a little ball gets spat out onto the ball return for you. Uh, you put it on the ramp and you roll it down. You score a strike. 
Oh, nice. I forgot to mention there's pins now. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be embarrassing. Well done, you. <laughs> um, the screen in front of you reads one out of four. Okay, uh, so next it was... Uh, wait, what was uh, WG Grace's one? I guess it the overhand. The, it was the overarm um, WG Ace. Ah, yes. So we've got to try and swing a bowling ball overarm. Who's the strongest of the three of us? I'm going to go with Jamie. What if, well, cool. I'll give it my best shot, guys. <laughs> so I give it the old overarm throw for the WG Ace. Okay, uh, Jamie uses a combination of his stout, powerful Welsh arms uh, combined with being a dad, which means he gets powerful dad arms as well, uh, and does a mighty overarm throw. Um, the ball itself doesn't actually make contact with the floor at all, just ploughing straight into the pins, uh, demolishing several of them, turning them to dust, scoring you another strike. The screen reads two out of four. It's not my first okay. rodeo. Um, <laughs> what was, uh, was it Z- Xander, Xavier? Z- Xander. Xander. What was Xander's trick? That was the, the spinning uh, death bowl. Yes. I can't remember how that one was done. I just remember the name of it. Can I dash over and check again from the Wall of Fame, please, Michael? Sure thing. Looking at the photo, you can see the spinning death ball uh, is him using his thumb to add a powerful clockwise spin. Cool. Uh, I come back with that knowledge, that information. You you are enriched. I'll give that a go then. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I will. There's a ball in the ball return, is there? Yep, it's spat out a fresh ball for you. Rad. Using my, my thumb, I, uh, <laughs> I give it a, um, a powerful clockwise spin as I lob it down the, uh, down the alley. You do as you've described, uh, and it trims your thumbnail on the way off, spinning uh, with the sound of a buzzing bee. Um, it hits the centre of the lane uh, and grates all the varnish off the floor before cannoning into the pins, demolishing them all. Oh, you scored nice. another strike, and the screen shows three out of four. Another ball spits itself into the ball return. So who wants to shatter their toe bones for Ronaldo's back-of-the-net shot? Well, I haven't got any shoes on, so not me. <laughs> You're wearing size 16s, aren't you, Dom? Oh, did I put them on? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You've been trying to clumsily clomp about in them for the last half hour now. <laughs> I think I swapped to 11s, actually, didn't I? Oh, shit, yeah, okay. Yeah. Either way, uh, uh, I vote Ben does it. Go on, then. I'll go <laughs> for, the, uh, for, for the back-of-the-net um, <laughs> shot. <laughs> okay, so you uh, you put the ball at the end of the lane, um, just in front of the little line of the little sensor, and, uh, and then take a good couple of steps back, and then a running pelt towards it. You reach back your foot and strike the ball mightily with the toe of your shoe, um, booting it down the lane, and once more not touching the varnish as it smashes straight into the bowls. Thanks to the magic of escape rooms, you have not demolished your foot in the process. You've scored another strike, and four out of four appears on the little screen. It's now playing a little CG animation of pins dying in a pin war um, on the, the crappy little CRT TV. You can see the colours on it are really off. They always are. Um, you hear a rumbling from the ball return, and a golden ball spits out of it. There appears to be something stuck in it. There appears to be something sticking out of the finger hole. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. You score 100 points. 100 points to Gryffindor. Uh, which, which, which finger hole? Middle finger or index? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Cool. I can't remember which holes go in which balls. No, wait, fingers. Well, think about it in, in relation to a thumb hole, I guess. And... Um, okay, I would say in the one that your index, no, middle finger goes in. Okay, good. I think that's going to be important later. Right. Uh, Depends if you're left or right-handed, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Hot uh, damn. Yes, but I thought the holes were different. I don't know. Uh, one minute and 30 seconds remaining. Oh, dear God. Cool. Uh, what's in the hole? Um, so... 
It's a solid gold little finger, which you can pull out, and you see at the end it's a little locking key. Congratulations, you found the pin key. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we go over to the Golden Fist and try and uh, unlock it. Sure. So uh, looking at the Golden Fist, you can see that it appears to be jointed at the fingers, which is holding the chains tight, but the smallest finger is missing. Yeah, that's we in there. that sucker. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You stick the end of the pinky into the fist and it unclenches and drops to the floor and then scuttles away on its weird little fingery things like the thing from, um, from the Adams family. You open the door and a rush of twinkle-eyed youths rush past you in a clear violation of social distancing guidelines to exchange hormones, drink fizzy pop and have a lovely evening. <coughs> Beyond the door stretches a desert of grey sand extending all the way to the horizon. Your eyes are drawn inexorably to the only thing standing out in the barren landscape. A lone cactus, with a spacesuit helmet placed atop its highest stalk at a jaunty angle. Intrigued, you begin the long, cold march towards it. As you march, a dot matrix printout wafts past you on a non-existent breeze. Snatching it from the air, you see it reads, Danger! Psychic bees! To be continued, and you've sold my room, well done! Hey! Psychic bees sounds fun. Oh god, not the bees! That was that was really good. I, I really that was really that. fun, and it, that was like down to the wire as well. Yeah, yeah. You finished with fifty nine seconds. Oh, <laughs> I think I wasted a lot of our time <laughs> just playing with shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth. Did you guys in escape rooms? Did did we kind of go about it in the way you thought we would? No, not at all. <laughs> No, I was like, oh, they're at a bowling alley. Of course, the first thing they're going to do is check out the lanes. <laughs> it would be crazy if they didn't. Instead, you were like, we're going to find all the bits that help us solve the lanes and then look at the lanes. That's the order to do this in. That's the correct way. Got to get if you go to a first. bowling alley and don't go to the shoe place first, you get thrown I, yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, shit, yeah, you're right. They're very strict about I that. Think, I think that um, you thought very similar last week of... This week, or whenever, uh, Jamie didn't use it. Yeah. Um, we kind of went around everything before actually starting. Yeah, it was weird. Even even in testing, <clears throat> my wife did all the other bits, and then at the very end, started the first puzzle. So then she had all the bits in the same. You guys, you had all the bits you needed. And you just whizzed through it. <laughs> I, I, was, I was really hoping that you would hit up against the like the walls without the knowledge and not like and not just instantly join them together. Um, <laughs> I was completely lost with. Uh, like I understand the concept of scoring and frames and like how the 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 scoring of a strike like but actually doing it uh, there's no way my brain could have done that I would have uh, resigned to being locked in here forever <laughs> I'm quite I'm quite grateful for Jamie being here and and solving the the, the 24 bit yeah, the I'm quite bit, surprised yeah. that I got it to be honest with you <laughs> well I had to double check because you guys had me paranoid I was like 32 shit <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I forgot that frames had two rolls each. <laughs> that was the thing. I was like, "Oh God, have I, have I, have I fucked this? Have I got this wrong?" I, I, I was in the same position as you, Dom, where I actually had no idea how it worked. <laughs> um, and it turns out that like there's world bowling, and then there's international. So there's another type of scoring where a strike's just thirty points. Like That's, that sounds so much oh, wow. better. Let's do it that way next time. <laughs> just to make the maths easier. Yeah, but that's that's the perfect game. So you know when Homer Simpson gets um, the perfect game, that's mm. that's it. That's because uh, he's playing. I think it's like the international bowling rules, yeah. the world bowling rules, whatever, which is thirty points on a strike. 
Huh. So does that does that mean that you could have uh, your two frames could be a strike and you could get thirty uh, sixty in a frame? No, no. So um, basically, I think it's they do ten frames, and if you get ten strikes in a row, that's three hundred. Right. Whereas if like you did it in the UK and you got ten strikes in a row, you'd get a million. Yeah, I think does it just multiply <laughs> forever until the machine runs out of numbers? I guess. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll I'll wrap the show up before your brain wraps itself. Oh, <laughs> before you do. Um, did you have a scenario where we didn't win? Um, I did not, which hence my panic. Um, <laughs> hence my panic when I was like, I better check the timer, followed by, oh shit, that's gone down pretty quick. Um, no, I think I think um, if you hadn't won, I would have um, asked you guys to amuse yourself for five minutes while I wrote something hideous. <laughs> like, I don't Very know, good. maybe Merv would have just started beating you. I was going to say, Merv just could have thrown us out the doors like... Um... Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and uh, then you just go f- into the desert from there. You just don't have the uh, the the twinkle-eyed kids who are going to be really disappointed if there's like a whole horde of them. They get there and find there's two lanes. That means maximum yeah. of eight of them are yeah. going to get to play um, at a time. And we switched the one off. Oh yeah, if, um, <laughs> the other one's broken. If we were thrown out by Merv, we'd definitely have to look back and be like, he's got a chip in his shoulder. Oh, like Ben. Oh, great. I'm going to have to somehow edit this together now to include that fucking pun. <laughs> what hell have you assigned me to where I've got to chip through that quagmire now? Just put it Just in at the very beginning. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh, God. Okay, right. So, that's it. You've had your, you've had your bits. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll wrap us up. <clears throat> so, guys, tune in next week to find out what's going on with the weird spooky cactus in the abyssal desert and what's going on with psychic bees and why does merv know so much about bees (laughs) so thank you very much for listening you can subscribe to us on all of your favorite apps feeds itunes and at our website www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com you can also follow us and get in touch via facebook and twitter at tier underscore podcast if you've enjoyed the episode, and we really rather hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a big old help in reaching new audiences. Or, alternatively, you could do a weird bio-experiment where you capture pigeons and replace their beaks with the letters of the URL of our podcast, and then train the pigeons to peck our URL into things, uh, pavements. <laughs> or, alternatively, uh, you could you could join our Patreon, uh, which has got loads of different tiers, bonuses, and and it's just for really cool people who are awesome. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye now. Goodbye. Bye. The elevator music you heard in this was Local Elevator by Kevin McLeod, provided under the Creative Commons Attribution License.